What to do if a friend confides in you about their spouse's betrayal? Depending on our life experiences, we react in different ways to difficult, shocking, and unexpected news. If you have a friend who is facing infidelity and confides in you, here's how to handle it from the point of view of the betrayed. There are basic facts that you must bear in mind so that you can help your friend in the best possible way. Be a good listener. Even if you have your own problems and or you are not in a good psychological place when your friend spills the beans, be aware that if your friend is talking about it, it's because it is too overwhelming to pretend it's not happening. It means you are an important person in their life and they have probably been suffering in silence for a very long time before confession time. Do not take sides. You might have seen it coming from the actions of the unfaithful spouse or you never expected it to happen to this particular couple. Either way, focus on the well-being of your friend. Never use offensive terms towards the betrayer. Do not blame your friend for what happened. It is never about the betrayed. Infidelity is 100% a decision of the unfaithful. If you don't know what to say, reassure your friend with a simple, I am here for you. It is not about being rational. If a friend is talking to you about a broken heart for the first time, he or she is in a lot of pain. Pain leads to anger, and you might want to point out that things are not as terrible as they portray them. Don't do that. Talk to your friend's pain. Good phrases to use are, you don't deserve to be in so much pain, or I cannot even imagine the pain you are feeling right now. I can understand why you want to harm your spouse or the affair partner right now. A simple, I hear you, suffices. Do not stonewall your friend. A betrayed spouse who confesses to a dear friend is in a very vulnerable position. If you cannot deal with their drama, let them know how sad you feel about what they are going through and clarify that you are currently not in a good place yourself. It is better to be open about what affects you instead of shutting down without explanation. If you can check on your friend regularly, a simple text with thinking of you today can go a long way. Always consider reconciliation. When your friend is talking about the betrayal, they will be remembering and feeling the pain in full. You must know that it will pass regardless of whether your friend separates or decides to work on their marriage. If you are a friend of both and you know that the betrayer had been a good spouse up to now, show him or her support too and your best wishes for both of them to work through this huge challenge. Go with the flow. Dealing with infidelity throws your friend into an emotional roller coaster. Do not expect their resolutions to be permanent. They might be changing their mind continuously. This is normal at the beginning. Think of it as an emotional yo-yo. The trauma of betrayal leads to the same symptoms war veterans suffer, 
PTSD is real in the world of the betrayed. Check on them regularly and for many months ahead. You might get the impression that your friend is over the trauma of discovering the spouse's affair after a meeting during a good day. You must know that there will be bad days too for many months after D-Day or Discovery Day. If you are thinking of your friend on any particular day, reach out. If you don't know what to say or don't want to appear intrusive, just touch base. They will know you are thinking of them and that's very important. There is no need to talk about the infidelity. It is enough to remind your friend that he or she is loved by you. Beware of the myths. Infidelity is one of the top reasons for divorce in the Western world. There is a lot of pressure on the betrayed spouse to leave the unfaithful spouse. Divorce is not always the best solution and it doesn't soothe the pain. Even if the unfaithful decides to leave, the betrayed doesn't automatically stop loving him or her. If you want to read more, I've written about this topic before. How you react to a hurt friend can make a huge difference for them. If you had read up to here or heard up to listened up to here, it means that you care a lot about them. So thank you. There are two chapters in my previous book that are also articles on my blog sailingthroughinfidelity.blogspot.com. One is called Those Who Love You Can Judge You and It Hurts. It's about my own siblings judging my decision to stay in my marriage. And there's another article called What to Tell Your Friend Who Discovered Infidelity that was written for the good friend when my wound was still bleeding profusely. An addition from a tweet. A member of my Twitter tribe added an important point for a friend of a betrayed spouse. If you are also a friend of the affair partner, you cannot continue to be friends with the betrayed. It just doesn't work, she states. You have to make up your mind. Unfortunately, infidelity touches the lives of many and the social life of the couple involved is affected. You cannot remain neutral. Attention, quality, and transparency after infidelity. At the beginning of 2020, a fellow betrayed spouse shared in a small group her mother's response to the question, Mom, how do you know father was loyal to you all those years in your marriage? Their marriage had seemed happy, and she wondered. Her mother was certain that the father had been loyal because, she said, the quality of the attention he always gave me. This resonated with me a lot since I had been experiencing quality attention from Mark lately. During the affair, Mark was distracted from us. Every text message his affair partner sent him while he was physically present in our family home kept him from engaging not only with me, but also with the children and even the needs of the home. He just dumped 
all of that responsibility on me as if his sole role was to provide for us and come home at the end of each day to eat, sit, and sleep. Those were some very sad days. Not knowing what was happening was torturous. Years passed as I believed he was changing because it was a normal part of aging. I had felt changes in my mood and behavior as the years passed by, and the circumstances around us changed. They affected me as well. We tend to judge those around us as a mirror of ourselves, so I only considered the possibility of an affair when the evidence started mounting. My commitment to my family and marriage had remained intact while his had changed shape big time. He was not aware of the toll the affair was taking on all of us, the energy he spent hiding it, and the effect of the disconnection from us. While a spouse is having an affair, compartmentalization leads to the denial of reality. In the beginning, they can hide it very well, but as the walls of the compartments start to shatter, as Andrew G. Marshall puts it, the betrayed spouse becomes more aware of what is possibly happening. In spite of all the extra effort Mark was putting to hide his affair, I knew something was different. Always trust your gut feeling. In hindsight, I can see clearly that my instinct about something being different was spot on. It seems like aging doesn't justify a change in attitude when a person wants to make you a priority. I repeat, aging doesn't justify a change in attitude when a person wants to make you a priority. I did spell it out for him how I wasn't feeling at the top of his priority list many times, but he used the good old excuse about the importance of work for the family. I was supposed to support him, which I did for many, many years, expecting only to still be in his heart. If there is one thing we can feel loud and clear is how someone feels or doesn't feel about us. I wasn't his girl anymore. That only happens when there is another girl in their lives. And it doesn't matter how many years passed or how old you get, you are so opposed to be the girl of your spouse if there is love. Transparency post infidelity. In the road to recovery from an affair, we are told that the betrayed spouse must have access to all communication channels of the ex-unfaithful as a means to regain trust. In all the books I read, the therapists clarify that the need for access to personal accounts will decrease with time. As the couple recovers, the spark of love between them must reignite a happy relationship in which there is less and less need for control. I personally felt that I didn't want to spend energy checking Mark's personal accounts forever. I had only done so when my gut feeling alerted me, and it worked. I discovered him withholding information to avoid conflict. Those were hurdles we were able to cross together and they made us stronger and we carried on. The quality of the attention. As long as I feel my husband's girl, I can share his attention with our daughter as the only other girl in his life. His smile and his commitment to us, plus the joy I saw on his face as we celebrated the new year 2020 together, 
made my heart swell with hope. I felt loved. As long as I have the best attention quality, I will be sure that I am, a, I am at the top of his list. And that makes me happy. In the universe of pain, while healing from infidelity, we must enjoy the good moments. Life comes with disease, pain, injustice, conflicts, bad politicians, pandemics, natural disasters, bushfires. There are only a limited number of years while we will be able to dance, laugh, and degust good wine. Why waste it worrying about the possibility of a new betrayal? We are ready to face it if and when it comes. Let's enjoy the here and now. Thank you so much for listening. We are almost at the end of the book, Sail Beyond Infidelity, It Is Possible by Helen Tower. It's available on Amazon on paperback or digital editions, also on Kindle Unlimited. You can connect with Helen on Twitter at sailinginfidel1, Instagram, Helen Tower Stay Calm, or Facebook on the page, Stay calm through infidelity with Helen Tower. Most of the material in the book is edited from the author's blog, sailingthroughinfidelity.blogspot.com. Visit the blog. There are links to the books, the beginning of the story, is on the previous book, Sailing Through Infidelity, a story of love and forgiveness. It spans from before D-Day until eight months past D-Day. So if you just discovered your spouse hasn't been faithful to you, I recommend you order the digital version with clickable links that will take you to videos, articles and resources that helped Valentina get uh, on her feet again after she discovered Mark's betrayal after 22 years of marriage. You can leave me a voice message by going to my profile here on Spotify or on Anchor app, record a voice message and I will get back to you. That will be private between me and you. Or just send me a DM on Twitter or Instagram and I'll be happy to get back to you. You can't imagine how many people have reached out and how much others with more experience helped me when I was at the beginning of this journey. In my case, it's almost two years since I discovered my husband's infidelity. And I can tell you, after all the uncertainty, during the years before I discovered him, or the months especially, uh, I am in a much better position. So it is possible for you to feel better, even if your spouse is not willing to work. You must love yourself, and we are here to support you. I love you much, you are loved, and you deserve to be happy.